Have you ever run out of gas? That's one of the things this morning's reading is about. Except this is the time of Jesus when there weren't cars and gasoline, but there were oil lamps. Uh, lamps um, that could only be lit and stay lit if they had a reservoir of fuel. Jesus is asking and suggesting that his followers keep their lamps lit. He's challenging us to have a reservoir of fuel available. So again, I ask, have you ever run out of gas? I have. A friend and I were traveling from Yellowstone National Park to Denver, and we underestimated the distances between towns in Wyoming. The sun was starting to set as our car sputtered to a stop. We were at the top of a, of a hill and we, we could look down and, and see the lights of a town below. Um, we were tired, we were hungry, mad at ourselves for poor planning, and more than a little scared. So I ask again, have you ever run out of gas? Preaching professor Anna Carter Florence has given some thought to this question and she wrote the following. Your kid walks into the kitchen at 5.30 and says, what's for dinner? And you say, spaghetti. And your kid says, spaghetti again? And you turn into Godzilla right there in your kitchen. And when you finish ranting, your kid looks at you calmly and says, let me guess, you're out of gas. She continues, it's fairly simple. When the arrow on the gas tank points to empty, you're going to run out of gas. If a two-year-old doesn't get a nap, she's going to crash. When you haven't had a conversation with your spouse in three weeks that doesn't revolve around carpooling logistics, your marriage is getting dry. If you've worked 80-hour weeks for longer than you care to know, your relationships are going to suffer. It's not really something you can avoid. So again, I ask, have you ever run out of gas? And maybe a more accurate question was, how recently have you run out of gas? Did it happen this past week? How often do you find yourselves with few or no reserves of energy, understanding, patience? Right now, worldwide, our reserves are low. Of course, I'm not talking about literal gas and oil. I'm talking about reserves of stamina and compassion. This past week, a song has been going through my head, Running on Empty, a Jackson Brown song from the 1970s that seems to describe this moment pretty well. Everyone is exhausted. And some of us, some of us have absolutely nothing in the tank. I have a friend, a colleague, a pastor, who several years ago took a leave of absence in order to care for a dying parent. And the Sunday he went back to work, he was serving communion. As he went to share the cup, this symbol of God's overflowing love and grace, he realized that his own cup was bone dry. Um, there, was, there was nothing, nothing there. Um, all he felt was, was emptiness. 
he was depleted with no reserves of energy and love. He said, this is Christ's love poured out for you. And tears poured down his face and splashed onto his hands. The person receiving communion saw this. And knowing some of what had been going on, he gently placed his hand on my colleague's shoulder and then gave him a big hug. Now, I don't know who you are in that story. Maybe you're the person whose cup is empty, or maybe you're the person who showed compassion in that moment. You know, in, in any given month or week or even day, we sometimes find ourselves in both roles. Which means that if at any given time, we have some extra fuel, some extra energy, time, love, patience, Jesus asks that we share it. I think that's why he talks so often about having some fuel in, um, in our lamps. Um, for us, this is no time for hoarding. If we are, and conversely, if we are walking on, around on empty um, and help is offered, Jesus suggests we accept that help. Now for some of us, for many of us, the sharing comes more easily than the receiving. A few years ago, I broke a bone in my foot and it wasn't a bad break. Um, I was in a walking cast. My colleague, Ann Palmerton, uh, called me up on the phone to check in on me. And uh, she said that the deacons would like to provide some meals for me. Well, I, I said, that's such a nice offer, but really, I'm, I'm fine. I, I, I'm getting along okay. Um, tell them thanks, but no thanks. There was silence on the other end of the phone. And then my, my very wise colleague said, um, I think this is one of those times when you say, that is such a nice offer. Um, it would be so helpful for me to accept uh, some help at, at this moment. Um, thank you. Thank you for the gift of these meals. That's exactly what I did. I um, said yes to that offer of help and the meals that were provided were delicious and good as meals are when they are uh, cooked and delivered with love and care. Um, and I needed them. I needed them more than I ever realized. Um, right now, there are so many of us who are on empty, coping, managing, triaging, a pandemic that refuses to end, a, a, a world that seems to grow more fractured and broken by the minute. It's so much, it's too much. Right now there are so many of us running on empty, but not me. Um, I have to say that the truth is that before my sabbatical began, my, my tank was doing pretty well. 
And then I've had three months to top it off. Um, I'm fueled up and I'm looking for ways to share some of that. I, I wanna now um, go back to my running out of gas story and, and, and tell you part two of what happened. Um, so my friend and I, we, we started walking down the hill into this town um, we'd never been in before. And, and the first thing we ran into was a, was a rundown looking hotel. And uh, there was a woman behind the desk who welcomed us. Um, we asked if she had a room available that night, she did. And we then asked if she could point us in the direction of a gas station because we'd run out of gas. You need gas, she asked, yes. You need gas? She asked again, yes. You need gas? She asked a third time, yes, we said. At this point, my friend and I were a little confused, if not a little annoyed. Um, she then got a big smile on her face. She reached down behind the counter and she picked up a gas can and put it right there in front of us on the counter. Um, she said, this is a can full of gas for you. She then explained that she'd meant to mow the lawn that day. The mower was out of gas, so she went to the gas station, filled up her gas can, and the day got busy. She just never got around to doing that. Um, so she just happened to have this full gas can right there at her feet, and nothing, nothing would make her happier than sharing that with us. Um, my friend and I looked at each other with growing smiles. Could this really be happening? Um, I'm not sure that ever in my life I have been more astonished by a turn of events. Um, it was a moment of such astonishing grace and such unexpected hospitality. And for me, it's, it's this reminder as I, as I remember the joy on her face that day, that, that hotel clerk's face, um, I think of the joy that comes when we have just a little bit of what someone else needs. We carry just a little bit of what the world needs. Um, this is a great time in the life of the world for us to share to share that if, if we have it. Um, when anyone among us runs out of gas and we happen to have a little bit in our can, um, Jesus asks us to share it, um, to share a meal, a hand on a shoulder, a hug, a listening ear. Um, it's a great time for us to share any extra that we have, extra hope, extra patience, extra energy, extra love. There's no point in hoarding the, these things. No hoarding, no hoarding. This is not the time for that. This is the time for sharing. This is the time for receiving. That is the way of Jesus. Amen.